Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I think I did it right. I'm a little computer illiterate, but <laughs> oh stop. You definitely did it did it the right way. <laughs> it took me a couple minutes, but I figured it out. Shit, I'm a patient man, so it's no big deal. That I know awesome. it's your first time. Uh, today is what October 13th, 2020. And I thank you for joining Miss Rebecca and for the listeners. This is my 147th episode. Um, this one I'm actually very stoked about. Not saying I'm not stoked about my other inter interviews, pardon me, but uh, this interview, um, the woman that I have as my guest, to me, she's an awesome woman, an awesome mom. Um, fucking damn great. Before you even start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking from from the heart. Um, she's a she's a great poet. Um, so without me running too much of my mouth over here, uh, Miss Rebecca, if you would give just a brief background drop about yourself. Oh, well, that, I don't know if brief is really easy for me, but um, <laughs> this particular poem, I'm, I, I tried to cut it down about what it's about. It's about everything that has happened in my life, throughout my life, but especially the last four years. Um, but the biggest points I want to hit are incest which is number one and it is a big secret and secrets is number two um ptsd and re-victimization of people who have been through it they're just some things i feel really passionate about and they have changed my life some for good some for bad but i want to get my voice out there and hopefully help some other people who are going through this and feel like they have to keep a secret because it's not you don't need to keep a secret and I definitely appreciate the fact that you're willing to let your voice be heard on my platform um, because I do pride myself on exactly what you said, like, you know, secrets, secrets, pardon me, are toxic and it doesn't do anyone any good at all. And especially the person that's holding on to the secret. Um, I mean, there's nothing greater than living in your own transparency. So I... Uh, <clears throat> For the listeners, I read the poem and like, it's right up my alley <laughs> um, because I don't sugarcoat shit. I don't believe in trying to appease anyone when it comes to, to my writing. Um, and that's why I fell in love with Rebecca's poem. So um, without further ado, I want you to read it, but I, I don't want you to feel like you have to hold back any any words. Like I want, I, I want the raw. Okay. You know, I, I, I want, yeah. I'm. Well, I did. I have to forewarn you. Every time I read it, I change a little bit. And I also noticed in my notes there were some mistakes. So it is a little bit different than what you originally read. But I can't okay. do that. It, not a lot. Just a few words here and there that I'm like, okay, no, this feels better. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the poem is called Weaker Minds. And um, at the end, I'll get to a change in that that I hope to come to. I don't truly think I have a weak mind, but... I'll go ahead and start. Um, okay. Every child without a crown, every victim asks not to frown, will build a wall around their minds to protect their thoughts from evil kinds, from queens and kings who can't keep a promise and dynasties who withhold their due service, soldiers, lawmen, and false protectors, and every one of Satan's actors Monsters masquerade as fathers, brothers, sisters, and even friends. 
demons cloak themselves as princesses, princes, or trends. Liars turn memories into counterfeit tales, producing movies just to boost their sales. Demons pray psychopaths and stake their claim to a house atop the hill of ill-gotten gain. Wolves calm them in suits of sheets. They steal their thoughts as they sleep. As the wolves sing, they devour their prey and sing stolen songs never meant to play. Manipulators tell them it's all in their heads and ask them why they can't make their beds. Now see why devils bestow these fake crowns to watch strong minds start to crumble down. See, Satan's actors have only one goal, to grab and trap the weaker soul. Once upon a time, they had strong minds, but all childish fairy tales are left behind. So does truth, good, and justice ever prevail, or are all of these children doomed to hell? I know that ends very darkly, but that's where I was at when I wrote it. So. Yeah, no, I... I just, I, I, I just, I, it's so, it's so spot on. Um, and I know before when you, you sent that to me, that awesome piece of work to me, you said that, you know, I know it's a little dark and it could be a little sadistic. And I'm like, you know, well, when it comes to childhood trauma, um, those of us who, who have experienced it, uh, it is dark. It is, and it's sadistic. It's so sadistic. It's very sadistic. Um, which is exactly why, you know, I mean, I have goosebumps, literally. If I can take a freaking picture and show you, I have goosebumps right now. Because the manipulators, like, that part really resonates with me. And they are. That is exactly what they are. You know, that really, really resonates with me. Um... And most because yeah, they want to strip your mind. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, yeah. they're so oh, no, they're no, intelligent no. and they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst of it all, is that in such a predatory manner, um, they're using intelligence as their their guide, and then they're using that to also manipulate you. I mean, in, in layman's terms, just just to to do nothing more than to fucking manipulate you. Yeah, and I, I don't, you know. I think for people that are truly good, we can't understand that. And I try, like even with both, I don't know about my father yet, I'm in therapy working on that, but I know both of my <clears throat> older brothers were predators <clears throat> and I can't understand how somebody can be that horrible. <clears throat> it doesn't make sense in my heart because I'm not that way and I, it doesn't make sense. I've always thought the same thing to be able to look in the mirror and know that you've, I mean, listen, you know, we, I think all of us can say, yeah, I I may have hurt someone's feelings. Um, You know, I may have cussed someone out. I may have acted a hot mess, but you know, to some of the extents that a lot of us have gone through um, in childhood and adult, uh, adulthood trauma, that's such a word. Um, I, you're right. Like, I, I find shit like what people, do, especially pedophiles, I find that type of shit so unfathomable. 
where I'm like, you can go out and fucking get a prostitute. Yes. And, you know, have your way. Like, you know, like what, like what the fuck makes a grown ass man and a woman, because, you know, women women can fall under pedophilia. Um, Like what makes a person think that that shit's okay? Especially like the, the teachers. Um, you know, the educators, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that never happened when I was going to school. No. Not that I know of at least. And, you know, I look at you the know. women that do it, and I, I think of my son. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are boys, like, I see him sing a song or whatever, and I think, oh, he's cute. But then I think of my son. Yeah. And I'm like, ew, you know, no. There's no arousal. Right. There's no excitement. Right. Like, I don't even understand that. Like, like how do you, how do they, better yet, like think that that's okay like how do you normalize your attraction to a fucking minor right and it, i mean it's a gross way to put it but and i because mm-hmm. i'm a woman tend to think towards a male but it happens with females too mm-hmm. sure. i'm gonna go ahead and say it you said be open but how does your penis get hard when you look at a seven-year-old yep. girl? that is not yep, okay exactly Exactly. How do you objectify that child like that? Yeah, that just, mm-hmm. there should be no attraction. I agree. There. No, I agree. I agree, and that's why your poem is, is is spot on. Like, you know, you have so many of these fucking predators and and and, and wolves and, and yes. demon, devilish motherfuckers walking around here like sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, well, pardon me, dressed up as they sheep, are. not like sheep, but dressed. And they just don't give a shit who they prey upon. No, they don't. I mean, you know, I, I struggle with that. I'm the brother that I have is in prison, and I'll try not to take up too much time. I know it's a thirty-second thing, but um, for- oh no, you got like I said, you you got nothing but time. Should believe you and I. I, I run my mouth a long time, <laughs> so you have nothing but time. Four years ago is when everything <laughs> kind of came to terms for me. My father lived with my older brother who lived in North Carolina and he passed away and we had a memorial. My, there, I'm the baby, but there were two boys out of the seven. The younger brother, Matthew, murdered the older brother, John. Stabbed him in the neck nine times. Um, the older brother had groomed both me and the younger brother to do things with one another. And... I, I have a hard time with the brother who's in prison. Like, I want to write him letters. I want to tell him I get it. But I hate him at the same time, you know. And it's, he was a kid, too. I don't know. That's kind of off subject. But I, did, I struggle with that a lot. The one that's dead, I, I struggle with the fact that I was raised Catholic. And I shouldn't be glad that anyone's dead. But I'm kind of like, you know, not, not such a big loss. That's horrible to say. No, but... Oh, it's real. I think it's horrible. It's real. When he did what he did to me and my brother, he was pretty much an adult. He was 17 or 18, and that's a grown man to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was, and I, I apologize for making a joke about Army. I'm just getting to a point where I can, like, I kind of want to, like, go up and hug somebody in fatigues. But for a long time, because the older brother was in the military, I just, authority figures were like, I, I'm getting there now. I'm getting to where I know all soldiers are not him. He was a bad person. But if I see, like, fatigues, the color of fatigues he wore, I get really weird. And I'm like, no, get away. 
But I know there are a lot of good soldiers and there are a lot of heroes. He was not one, but there were a lot. There are a lot of heroes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does um? And and this is the brother that's in prison, obviously. No, that's the one that's dead. <laughs> oh, that's the one that's deceased. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He... Now the one that that's the, the one that's in prison. That's the one you said you you want to write the letter to, and, and but yet you know you hold on to so much hatred. Yeah, and... uh, he he was the epitome of just why I hated being alive when I was a child, and I didn't understand. We were raised Catholic. I went to church every day, and I I prayed. I even went. And this makes me have a lot of resentment towards the Catholic Church, but I even went to my first confession and told our priest what was going on, and he sent me home with a rosary. Damn. Yeah, I mean, so... The fuck? Yeah, and then, you know, my mother, when everything came about, and I love her. I, I My mother's passed, but I, I love her very much, and I can't imagine being taken hundreds of miles from everyone you love and being in this situation where you don't know what to do. I have never been there. I don't know what I would have done. But she told me, well, honey, how many times do you think the Monsignor heard about kids playing nasty? I won't go into details. We weren't playing nasty. <laughs> it's a lot different than I'll show you mine. It's a lot different. Than, yeah, right? A lot different. And, and, and it just got swept under the rug like like nothing. Yes, until until the murder happened and then my siblings, because um, I did report it. When I was 14, I reported it because I was running away from home and I wanted to stop and it got brushed under the rug. My dad paid good lawyers and my brother got off when he became an adult. He was charged as a minor and it was supposed to be on a minor record where it cannot be reported, but I was unaware that when things like murder happen, subpoenas can, they can make you do whatever they want you to do. And so then, then my sisters wanted me to tell my story, but as soon, I mean, literally the day of the trial, as soon as I was done telling my story, they were like, you're an asshole. We want nothing to do with you because I said the older brother did things to us. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's a little fucked up. And I'm, I'm excited. At first, I was not going to post your link on Facebook because I didn't want my family to get mad, but I was telling my husband, you know what, that's mm-hmm. what this is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about saying I have a And I mean, you have to. Yeah. I mean, shit. You know, um, and I'm a I'm a total stranger, per se. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, I had your baby girl on my podcast, but still, I'm, I'm a fucking stranger, you know. And to me, a lot of times, it's easier to talk to a stranger who's willing to listen and also give you candid feedback and not blow smoke up your ass because... You know, I mean, I can get a whole bunch of fucking gaysayers to kiss my ass right now. And I can get a whole bunch of naysayers to be combative and work against me. But, you know, I'd rather someone who's going to be uh, candid and transparent and, you know, really give me an honest answer or or their honest feedback. Um, Because, I mean, I think that's what we're all really looking for. Uh, I don't think we want someone to really really sugarcoat shit or um, ride bandwagons, which... And I know I'm going off tangent for a moment, and I'll get back on tangent. But um, it really drives me. <laughs> it it really. What I'm starting to see in our beautiful country nowadays, and this is not about politics per se, but it is about politics. I am so fucking tired of the amount of division that is happening. Um, and I'm gonna drop a bit of a little tidbit as to the episode I'm gonna record later tonight. 
um, is going to announce the fact that I'm going to consider myself a fucking independent. I'm not going to consider myself a conservative anymore. That's where I am. Um, because I'm starting to realize, like, I'm, I'm, I'm more about utilitarianism, and I want what's for the greater good of everyone yeah. in this beautiful country. I'm not about, you know, well, if you're a Democrat, then, you know, uh, it's 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 wrong, and you shouldn't reap the benefits of the good old GOP. Which for some of you, some of you all who are probably too young to understand, if you're listening, the GOP is grand old party, which is the original term for Republicans. Uh, you know, I'm like, I, I've, I'm finally coming to a point and I'm trying to help people also realize that our great President Trump is also truly an independent. Um, and that's, you know, in my opinion, that's how politics should be. It, it should be about, hey, why do we have to have division where the Democrats are fighting against the Republicans. The Republicans are fighting against the Democrats. And if you say you're independent, well, you're not as patriotic, no. patriotic, pardon me, as you should be for your well, country. I mean, and cracks me, me up. Like, the situation with my family is I don't want to hurt people I love. And even if I don't speak to them, even if they've hurt me, I love them. And I know if we believe yeah. in God, we all love everyone. But how can we hate right. someone for their politics? <laughs> their politics you know, that's, you can't hate yep. somebody over that. Yep. Yep. And I'm seeing more and more people ride that bandwagon and they're perpetuating this cycle of division and hate um, that is centered around politics. And it doesn't make any sense that like, like I'll, I'll press these people. What, what are you reading from President Trump's plan? What are you reading from uh, Vice President or former Vice President Biden's plan? Because I've read great points from both. Like Biden has a, a a fucking great criminal reform plan yeah, I love if he sticks to it. Also, earlier about that, you respect people who yeah. research what they preach about. Yep, yep. Because you know, I'm getting, I, I really am, and, and I apologize, I'm still rambling on about, but but it it, it sickens me that people are falling for the fucking okie doke, where you know you you have a lot of these people now that they're it's passion. spewing I love it. out awesome. It, I, it, it, I mean, it really, because it, I'm like, I'm, I'll listen to some people. I'm like, yo, you're not really spreading your true and definitive reasons as to why you're supporting your political uh, choice or, or political referendum, what have Like, you're just going off of the fact of, man, this shit is making you look a little famous or this shit is giving you a whole bunch of fucking attention or the, like... This shit is cracking me up with certain people that I'm that I'm looking at because I'm like I guarantee if I put you in a fucking debate type form I would eat oh, your yeah. ass alive because I'm a Scorpio I, I I love being philosophical I love being in tune with the universe granting me the 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 knowledge to be able to say okay well here's the fact you know yeah you can say this but here's the fact and I can cite where I got that information from um. So where I'm going with all of this is it's like, I'm so glad to have you be transparent because I was, I was hoping you would like just feel comfortable enough to just say, you know what, I probably have enough people already fucking giving me shit or hating on me. What do I have to lose? Just come on this man's podcast and, you know, be who I am. And he's not looking at me. I'm not looking at him. 
this i hope you're not looking at me well, you know, that, that's one of I the first check. things i posted on facebook that people didn't like after everything happened is i said you know what my reputation is bad enough it, it, right? how much worse can i make it yeah. you know it's not man here look i i believe in putting all my dirty laundry out there Why not? um because i'm like you know yep if, if if i if i have fun and poke fun at myself and air my shit out then you know there's no more laundry for anyone else to fucking hang on that clothesline i've already got it out there and that's how i look and that's one it. thing i, you know, I try like, not to pride myself on anything but i will pride myself on it i am not a great person i have done some really shitty stuff but i don't lie. yeah yeah yeah. If you ask me, did you do this? I'm gonna say, yep. Yeah, it was shitty, but I did it. You know, I mean, hell, you know. I, listen, I, it's a dog eat dog world. You've got to eat. Sometimes you're gonna maneuver the way you know you would not like to, but you fucking are. And if people play that role, like, oh, I would never, whatever. You can, you know. I, I always say you can never say always or never. Those words should not be in the English yep. language. Yep. Yep, there are fallacy words. I learned that in applied ethics. Those are fallacy words. You are right. Always, never. Um, oh, there's several <laughs> there. others. I'm too stoned right now. <laughs> I wish. Well, I can't. I can't say that. Um, yeah, I wish I could be, but. <laughs> <laughs> now I do want to get back on because I did write this question down. Um, have you ever, the brother that's in prison? Have you ever found yourself? being transparent enough with him and, and writing that letter like like because in my opinion um and 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 i mean not to step on or step over better yet any boundaries uh i'm not about to say some fucked up shit either but i feel like sometimes it's easier to write your feelings out um and mail it especially with someone who you know, you'll have enough time to either wait for a, a, a responding letter to arrive in the mail, which will give you some time to kind of prepare, or you get the phone call, you know, one or the other, because I've, I've been locked up in jail a few times. Not prison, but jail. Um, I found it easier, you know, for, for a person to go ahead and tell me, especially my ex. I mean, she let me know a lot of shit. We can do that when we're fed. Uh, <laughs> Um, which I took it, you know, I, I was a, like, like you said, done fucked up shit. You know, we came off a cruise ship. I chick I was mess, messing with, she wound up letting my girl know all type of shit and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I had to take it. I had to take that, that, that type of, uh, verbal ass whooping because I know I was a dog. So my point is like, it, it's easier. I think for a person to say, you know what, you're not here. Um, so I don't have to look at you per se. And, I'm in more control of my emotions and, and how I'm going to let you even receive and or hear my emotions. Um, and you being a poet, you're gifted with words. So I would, I would think that maybe, you know, were you writing that letter or not even maybe I would think that you writing that letter would be very therapeutic and you know, lend some shit off your damn chest. Shit. He and I, he and Why I not? have transpired, I guess that's the right word, I'm not sure, once. Okay. Um, I wrote him one letter, and I can mm -hmm. try to make the story quick. I, I asked him if he remembered what he said to me the night he murdered our other brother. He had mm -hmm. my a nephew who was 
almost an adult and poor child has so much PTSD and stuff from this and my family just won't even acknowledge it. It makes me crazy. But um, had him pull me in the kitchen and he said to me, I want you to know that no matter what happens tonight, you are safe. I've hurt you enough. I won't hurt you. But the point is, you are mine. You've always been mine and you will always be mine. I I didn't know what he was going to do. I know it made me very uncomfortable. My grandson was asleep in the bedroom. I went and got my husband. I said, get the baby. We're leaving. Kind of a funny but fucked up story is my dad, nobody wanted his ashes. Like, I was the only one who would take them. Everybody else was like, that's weird. So I went to my older brother. I said, I'm taking that, dad. I'm going home. Matt's making me uncomfortable. I'm leaving. By the time we got home, I got the phone call that John was dead. And... I knew that that's what he was trying to tell me. I asked him in that letter if he remembered what he said to me. He said he didn't remember. But then throughout that letter, it was very manipulative. He told me he was praying for me, that he knew addiction. Because when I, the day after the trial, literally, I I waited till the trial. The day after the trial, I sucked out methamphetamines. I looked. Mm-hmm. I found it. I mm-hmm. had about a year where I did it mm-hmm. almost every day. Yeah. Um, I ended up having mm-hmm. a heat stroke and was in a medically and just come up for a week because I was about to die. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I'm praying for you. I, I know addiction can screw us up. I don't want you to hurt. And I didn't write him back. I wanted to tell him, don't you ever fucking pray for me. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, want your prayers. Right? Like you of all people. Yeah. And I showed my therapist and my husband, and they both said, no, he is grooming you. He's still grooming you. And so I'm very scared. Like, I want to trust him because we were separate. There were five kids. There were, like, nine years, and then him and I. And I feel like in some ways we did protect each other. We thought we were. So it's just confusing. But I know he can hurt me, and I'm very scared. If I'm open with him, he's going to use it against me. I don't know. I won't know, but I do want to tell him. I want to tell him in person, not in a letter. I am not yours. I will never be yours. Mm-hmm. You need to let go of that. <clears throat> well, you, it's, it's shit. I mean, don't wait till, till it's well, too late. He's got 70 years. I don't know that he's going <laughs> to... I got some time. <laughs> well... Well, my thing is, uh, you know, you never know. Someone might fucking, and I'm not wishing this, but you, someone might kill his ass in prison or, you know, he could fucking have a heart attack. <laughs> kill his ass in prison or, you know, he could fucking have a heart attack. Like, you, and, and, and of course, this son of a bitch, excuse me, with your brother, but this or that son of a bitch, um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll go off to the spirit world and, you know, his motherfucking ass got his closure, I guess. Oh, yeah, I get angry bastard. often because our mother, um, when she passed, left us a good amount of money, all of us, because her father was very smart and bought stock and shell and, like, didn't spend any money. So we had a lot of money when she passed. And I feel like he's probably the fucking kingpin <clears throat> up in there, you know? He's got 70000 mm-hmm. on his books. Oh, he can well, buy yeah. everybody ramen noodles. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. He, he's a goddamn pod yeah. father in that motherfucker. And I don't know if this is something people would do on purpose or not. I've always kind of had in my head, I wonder, when he was in Lou Starrett, waiting to go to where he was going to go, 
he got a lot of tattoos and he got hepatitis. So he's in a special prison where like rape and things don't happen. And I I do wonder, do you do that on purpose? Is it possible to pay somebody tattoo me with a dirty needle? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, shit. As manipulative and as as grooming as he, you know, he is. I'm not gonna say sounds that he is because no, he I mean is. That, that you know. No, clearly. I mean, clearly, for someone to fucking tell you, I'm gonna be praying for you. Like you're, you're the fucking devil, exactly. bitch. How the Don't fuck you gonna pray for me? You do. I'm going to hell for sure. Right? Shit. I don't want that. Shit. I don't want that bad uh, fucking uh-uh. energy upon me. Like you, <laughs> fucking pray. Shit, pray, pray that I don't fucking, you know, have to snap off on your ass and really tell you how the fuck I fucking feel. Fucking pray for me. Get the hell out of here. Like, what? So, no, I I, it, I wouldn't put it past him that he did that. Um, but again, like you said, regarding secrets, and I don't think it's necessarily a secret. He, I'm sure he knows how, how you feel and your disdain toward him. Um but I mean, shit, my sister, you if you have a lot more to get off your, your chest, I mean, shit, let that shit fucking roll, you know, with all due respect, like, let that motherfucker have it, because you're strong, you can take that, you know, if this son of a bitch tries to come back and gets manipulative, you know, you, you can well, take you that know, shit. That's what's frustrating and, to me, and I, I hope I don't offend you since you have been in the system, but about the system that makes me so angry mm-hmm. is... I have to have permission from him to see him. And if I go in there and I cry too much or I yell too much, they're going to kick me True. out. I see. And yeah. I can't bring my husband unless I get yep. permission from the warden. Okay, so it's yeah, like, no. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, write that letter. Uh, look, write that letter. Does he have your your, your current he address? He actually sent my husband a birthday card. Okay. It's kind of a weird situation as well. When I met my husband, he was my brother's Mother best friend. Fuck. So it's, oh, but he okay. wrote him a okay. card, and my husband was like, "Is it okay if I write him?" I said, "Yeah." You know, I don't, I don't know what he's gonna write him. I don't know if he's gonna write him. I miss you, or I'm gonna write him. I hate you. I, I don't know. I will read it. I did tell my husband that. Don't expect me not to. Uh, I will be looking <laughs> to see what it says. I mean, you are definitely, definitely a lot stronger than I could even imagine because that is a fucking weird dynamic to be in, like you know damn like your husband your brother is your husband's fucking best fucking friend one and he told me before they stopped hanging out that he would get when he would drink he would get weirdly possessive and that's why they stopped hanging out that he would just be like you know like almost get sadistic and he would just be like man that's strange you know i get you want to protect your sister but you're not doing it in a brotherly way yeah right right like I mean, that's some weird shit to say. You're mine. You're you're yeah. you will always be mine. <laughs> like I don't blame you. Like, yep, yeah, it's time to fucking go, um, honey. Well, for the kids, I want to hit on the you know, like I don't blame. Thing is because, like, I and I didn't realize this. I looked it up today so I could make sure I knew my facts. But sex ed does not happen in schools in Texas, well, in our country, period, until you are between twelve and eighteen. That is when my story came out because mm. I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know something was bad. I didn't mm. know something was gross until sixth grade. Why should little girls and boys have to deal with this till sixth grade? 
because they don't know. I, my, we had a big family, so we didn't have a lot of people over. I thought that was normal that I couldn't have spend, friends spend the night because we just had a lot of people in the house. But it wasn't mm-hmm. why. My, my upbringing was not normal. I didn't know that until four years ago. I thought that, that was just normal because you had a big family. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can't, I mean, I don't know how to prevent it. I think if there were some programs that were in schools a little bit earlier, not necessarily about, well, yeah, about all of it, but especially about if somebody is touching you in your home and it feels wrong, tell someone. But they also have to be ed- educating uh, our youth on the fact of being able to point out and spot right, out what is wrong. Because again, bingo. I mean, I even think about when, you know, my my 14-year-old cousin, when she was molesting me and I was eight, I, you know, I didn't fucking, I wasn't able to discern like what's right or what's wrong. And then, you know, later on in life, even still now, to be candid, you know, I have my moments where I'm like, damn, was no, I fucked up? And you, it was, if I think you know, are talking about what I think they're talking about, and I've struggled with so much, I've actually fired therapists and psychiatrists over it. It's physical. When when things happen, yeah. it's physical. It is not yeah. about how you feel about yeah. that person. Your body is reacting. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But you're that's not true. sick, and I wasn't sick. That's true. You know, it's it's people. People don't understand that shit, man. Like like, oh. It's so fucking tough sometimes to really trust and um, let go. I mean, you know, like my, my, my trust in women, you know, I'll keep it 100. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to trust a woman, you know, because of what I've gone through. And it's not fair to women. Um, a lot of us men, you know, we, we've had childhood trauma that a lot of men feel like they're, they're so afraid to, to speak about it. Um, and then they turn into motherfuckers, possibly, possibly, let me rephrase that. They can possibly turn into motherfuckers like your brother, you know, because you don't want to fucking open up and you don't want to be real. And I hope any man that's listening to this right now, it's like, bro, that shit don't make you soft if you fucking open up no, and disclose not. how you feel. It really, like it, it can save someone else from being abused in, in every capacity, in every aspect of that word, like, you know, fuck man like people don't get that shit stop harboring stop harboring fucking secrets and that shit's fucking eating you alive and the only way you feel like you can shed that fucking shit off of you is to is to project it on someone else and make their life fucked up no like no that i think just like us we are scared to i'm scared to tell my husband i need you he told me the day of the trial when we went outside he said you know you are the strongest woman i've ever seen and it's not fair i got mad at him for that because that's not what I wanted. I wanted somebody to say, be weak, fall in the ground, just break, it's okay. And that's not his fault, but men are scared to tell a woman, somebody hurt me, I'm, you're not weak. Mm-hmm. Tell your woman, your woman will love you more. And if she loves you, she'll protect you and she'll take care of you, because that's what she's gonna do. But I, I wish men would understand that. It's such a big, they think they're gonna be called a pussy. I, I don't like that word, but you guys right. are not pussies. 
No. It's like hell. We we have hearts that that beat. We we have blood that flows. We feel emotional pain. You know, emotional heartache. But like harboring that shit and man, fuck that shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say a fucking thing. Fuck that and, and shit. And sorry, like, if why? you have a woman that wouldn't be like, there for you that? and she thinks you're a pussy because of it, you don't need that woman. You don't need that. Yeah, I've learned that the hard way too. Like you don't need that shit. Fellas, you definitely, you don't need, that's a headache waiting to happen that keeps happening that you've already experienced. So yeah, no, nah, cause, a, cause a real man or woman, a real human being of energy would never tell you, man, no. stop being a fucking pussy. Nobody has time for that shit. Fuck's wrong with you. Yeah, you're soft as fuck. Look at you. Yeah, like no one, no one would ever tell someone that exactly they that's love especially love. and i think that's because i'm a pisces i have the it's this undying love that you do feel for people you love you would never intentionally hurt somebody you love and to me it's common sense if you would say that right. you're gonna hurt no. them yeah no i agree yeah i totally agree like don't you just don't do that you know like you if you care for a person really really care for that person like you're not out to not to fucking no. crush them you know like that, it doesn't work like not that all. you know so no I, I just feel like um, hopefully you can get to that point where you're like alright let me get this off of my chest um, regarding how you feel toward your brother like completely off of your chest because Oh, no shit. I think you deserve to. And I know it's tough. I, I definitely know it's tough. Um, and I'm almost scared to say, well, you're a strong woman. But I actually, I, I want to say, you know what? Be fucking vulnerable and be weak. Because it does get tiresome always having to be the strong person. And everyone's going to look up to you like, well, shit, you have to be strong and write that letter. No, fuck yeah, it. Be you, weak and be vulnerable. Smiling, However, people are like, well, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Right. Nah, I'm just thinking. I'm in thought, man. I'm processing a lot of thoughts. On the inside, I'm still smiling. I'm, I got to wake up. I'm happy as fuck. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to sit up here and be real. Goddamn. Yeah, like, I, I just got done explaining you know, people that to my daughter, up. and I don't know how to break it. I know I need to, but like when I go out in public and I'm having a bad day, I put on this, and it's very bad when you're coming off of something like methamphetamines because you get hyper, and it's, uh, I don't know if I want to call it disassociation or not. I'm not sure if it is, but I get extremely hyper and extremely happy when I'm in public. And then when I get home, I am exhausted to the point, literally like last night we were eating and I felt like I was going to throw up and I had to leave the restaurant and I got home and I just passed out. And there was no reason other than just emotions, Damn. raw emotions that made me feel that way because I don't know how to go mm -hmm. out and not fake it. I would say just my opinion, just, don't put so much pressure on yourself. You know, be who you are. Um, I I kind of feel like shit, we're at that that age genre where, especially when you have a have a loving man, and yeah, I see the yeah. pictures. So shit, I see it. You know. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean absolutely. You know, um, big shout out to your husband. Um, I feel like you know. I, I mean, you have what so many including myself, really hope to receive. Well, 
I've had it, but to receive it again, such a love where, you know, inside and out, you, you feel vibrant, you feel radiant. Um, so, I mean, to me, it's like, shit, yo, yeah. Like I tell people, I don't fucking smile a lot because my daughter isn't oh, down here with me. me so much. It's different so, if my daughter I, I was here. People that are like, their kids you know, are right here. I'm like, mine is so far away. And right. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, you want me to give you this fake smile. It, it's not going to happen because what gives me the greatest joy next to my canine son, well, pardon me, before my canine son, and then my canine son does follow. Um, yeah, you know, she's not here. So it's like, I'm not always going to be fucking exactly. cheese no. mentality. You know, but I feel like knowing my daughter loves me, um, even though I tease her, I'm like, I'm changing your middle name from Angelique to Anita because it's always, <laughs> I like Daddy, I need a favor. <laughs> so, um, you know, like, I would be so fucking devastated and lost if my daughter didn't love me. And the times that I've, that I've had her mad at me, like, it's, it's, oh my gosh, I'm like begging for her to forgive me. You know, like the biggest heartbreak ever in the world. Yeah. 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 Like, I, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I can deal with it if it were over money, but she's never done that over money when it's like something really she's emotional about i'm like oh my fucking gosh i have never like felt that type of like like how, what can i do i'm sorry I, please, please answer my call <laughs> i was like begging i'll never do it again <laughs> so i mean to me it's like you got your husband who you know gives you the the greatest gift of of true pure love like shit you don't need to fucking try to have to change anything no. or figure out anything I, I else you have it right there when i bring this story up but um when i met him and when we moved in together we were mm-hmm. both just uh for better word well no you know what i'm supposed to say it. we were fucking it was you know we had kids we were like i don't want to mix it up yeah. whatever yeah, we both sure. have needs let's do it yeah. and um i had a yeah. car from a Tokyo note place and they screwed me over. I had moved in with my dad and my dad looked at him and said, so if I give her the money for the car, how soon can you start taking care of her? And I thought, you know, at the time <laughs> I didn't think anything wrong with it, but now I'm like, poor guy. You know, how much pressure right? does he have pressure. to feel? And to get my crazy ass hat to his basket, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, what the hell? But he's like, don't ever say that, you know? I did not feel that way. But I, I I know I'm very lucky Hello. to have him because that is just a weird screwed up dynamic. I'm like, dad, what, what you, it's like reverse prostitution. You didn't even like, I'm not sure how to explain that one. He wasn't pimping me out. Or, or maybe your dad really, maybe your dad fucking knew. He may like, have. yo, this is the one. So, you know, us men, you know, a lot of times we need, need a little swift kick in the ass to help us wake up, you know, um, you know, so an alternative way is to think that maybe the old man saw uh, your future husband and I hope so. called it right on. I hope that is what he saw. You know? Unfortunately, with therapy, I'm I'm starting to realize my dad is <laughs> one that screwed Saul up, but he's a bit of a narcissist, or was. No, no, now no, I feel you're like good. shit now, that, damn near. That little bit in him at some point in time, when I got pregnant with my daughter. 
that was something he did. He wanted me to not have her. And I was too far along where I didn't feel comfortable. And he had a 40-year-old friend. Keep in mind, at the time, I was 15. And he came to me and said, this man wants a family. He's got lots of money. He would take great care of you. How about you do that? And I was just like, now I think, how did that conversation come up? You know, did my dad approach him? Did he approach my dad? How, you know, how do you bring that conversation up with a man? Take my pregnant teenager and take yeah, care of really. him. Yeah, really. But I hope he had that in I do. I hope that he had that in his mm. heart. Damn. That's that. Look, I, I really no. do feel like, oh, shit, I made some, I put a little bit of humor Not at all. inappropriately. Not at all. <laughs> like, God damn it. Damn. Like, I mean, wow. I mean, wow. Like, like yeah, I, I, I don't think I could ever. No. With my, my daughter. Or be on the flip side of that and be approached and be like, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm 43. Yeah, She's how old? Well, I fuck. Like a nice you, you know what? Like, I was just in the market. You're getting it now. You know, that's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I for real. Like, to to that kind of I stuff, mean, what you know, the? Any parent that truly feels how they do about their kids would be that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, for real. Like, that is. I, I just, shit. Wow. I didn't expect to to to, to hear what like I've I heard. Said, I you knew know. it was going to take a lot longer. <laughs> it never so much, and it's just in a little amount of time, you know that. But it has been forty years of stuff. Oh no! See, the beauty of having my own podcast is that, you know, though yeah, you try to keep it at a reasonable time for people to listen. Um, you know, you have the moments that you go over, but I'm also able to say, hey, well, we have to have a part two because, you know, you deserve that. Like, I'm intrigued even more so. Like, I have to to hear more. And, and of course, I want to leave the listeners like, you know, no. Torch, you're a fucking asshole for... No, well, no, no, for, for, for oh, leaving yeah, a cliffhanger. And it's I like, yeah, that. I got to. What? Yeah, I got to. Like, I... You know, I appreciate my listeners, but, you know, if I give it to you each time, I mean, in its entirety, you know, then what's what's to look forward to, you know? So, no, I want to leave, leave a good cliffhanger because um, <laughs> now I can, I can write some questions yeah, I figured after listening as well. To Pam that I was going to try to stump me at some point. So I assessed a little on that. was like, okay, what did <laughs> you stump me with? How can I have an answer? Because no, you 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 definitely blew my mind on this episode. I really didn't expect to to hear what I've heard, and then still I'm like, you know, like you you, you can hear like, and again, I know you don't want to keep hearing that how strong you are, but like you can you can honestly hear like, all right, well, she embraces who she is fully, um, and with such transparency. So that takes a strong person because I'm. I'm doing my best every day to to live in that type of life because you know we all been well not all of us but I know I have been one hell of a fucking liar back in the day um <laughs> cheater dog you know that shit gets so tiresome and so old and you know hell I'll be real I manipulated situations too you know let me let me be transparent um and it gets old especially when you have a daughter you start to realize so oh shit 
I would fuck somebody up. Yes, and lying is way too much effort, way too much energy you have to exert. Keeping up with the same story and making sure there's no no type of holes in your story that a woman can or your partner what have you can can kind of find a hole through because a person will find it um you know you said you were at john's house at seven o'clock yes now you're and, saying and you're there at eight o'clock so oh, people will pick up on those you know. tiny little things that are really minute <laughs> but they're gonna be like yeah why'd you have yep. that little lie yep <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then now the argument becomes about you know what the fuck uh, uh, fucking hour what's the big deal because you're lying you know now now it's like all that energy into arguing because you, you just you know you can't be truthful you know so no I I'm grateful that uh you definitely gave me what about to be 50 minutes of your well, time if, and then I know I have to have more if I can take like, up, like I, I have more to have more just because Basically, my daughter is the one who got yeah, me. Of course. Again. Yeah, of course. I threw away everything I'd drawn, painted, written, everything. And when I heard her, it made me do it again. And I was wanting to say what I wanted my goal to be in this, but I didn't want to use certain words like whore because I would not, or animal. And that's what kept coming to my mind because I would not treat an animal as badly I was as I was treated. And I would not treat a prostitute as badly as I was treated. If I had a prostitute, she would be like the happiest prostitute in the world. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I would give her everything. That <laughs> would just be true. No, no. Yeah. So she, she I asked did. her what word I could use. And she said, that's Mom, crazy. rapist. And I thought, oh my God, you know, that it fits so much. And what I said is, like when me and my husband went on this run that we went on with the, the Dallas chapter um, for the Harley Davidson writers, it's for Rockwall and it's for kids that have been taken out of homes where they're abused. And I was just watching these little girls and I know little boys go through it too. But like I said, for me, because I'm a female, I look at the girls and I know right, right. that the voices of my brothers and my father in my head, when I look in the mirror, I see this person that is a whore that is not worth it. So I said, as I see children who are being hurt and they're being convinced by these demons, that they are the same as the demons. They tell us we're angels. They tell us we're blessings. They tell us we're godly. And one of my older brother's big thing was, this is what you need to do to be a good woman. And on the other hand, they say we manipulated them. We tricked them. We even raped them. And we are not the same as them. They stole our crowns away and we are princesses and we are princes and we will mm -hmm. be kings and queens one day. And I wrote this part just, I was feeling confident at the moment. I was listening to Halsey. She makes me feel really confident. <laughs> we are angels and we are godly <laughs> and I am a good woman. I'm a great woman, but not the kind of angels or women they made us out to be. They took advantage of our goodness period we're not like them but to someone like me or you who has been through something that, like that calling us a rapist calling us that is like the worst thing you could say to us absolutely and I absolutely. just hope those little girls who got their stuffed animals or whatever I hope that one day they look in the mirror and they say I'm a good woman and the little boys. I hope they say I'm a good man and I'm not a pussy. Mm -hmm. 
If I can make one one person do that, I did something. I have this. I also have this acronym. I don't know if I had told you the acronym or not, where it's it's raw, um, relevant, amazing, and worthy is what the letters of the word raw or acronym raw stands for. And when I have my moments, um, I look in my mirror and I really do tell myself, I'm like, you know, actually I tell, I'm gonna be real. I tell myself this, especially when I'm, when I'm getting down and I might be crying and shit. I tell myself this, I'm like, your mother was diagnosed stage four, lived three weeks on her deathbed in the hospital. And now once did that woman let you see her cry? It's all good, doesn't mean you can't cry. Point is that she left me a legacy where she embraced that she lived life to the fullest and that she's willing to, to transition into the spirit world um, harmoniously, peacefully, what have you. So I often tell myself, you know, that's strength like no fucking other to know that you're dying of cancer and you're going to accept what, whatever and that makes God's will my mother too, I think. shall be. I'm not there yet as far as spirituality goes, but I think when she went, even though she was miserable after everything happened, her kids were telling her, you're a bad person mm-hmm. for loving your other son. She was so happy to go with God and be in his mm-hmm. kingdom because that's what she she was not scared. She had no fear. Mm-hmm. And and I think your mother probably felt the same way. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. I hope to have that one day. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Because I'm, oh, yeah. I'll tell anybody, you fucking right, they I'm afraid to pass away. I'm pretty sure shit, I'm yeah. Devil don't have shit in order yet. Yeah. yeah, the day I got shot, I know exactly what you mean. The day I got fucking shot, yep. That's why I'm like, yeah. You have a near life ending experience, be it whatever it may be. Yeah, you you often be like, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not ready to go yet. All that shit I was talking, <laughs> uh, you know, suicidal talk back in. Nope, nah, I, nope, I'm happy as fuck to be here. That's Getting older, me. yep, love it. Gray hairs, love it. Balding, love it. Fine, yep. You know, I'm able to walk because I one of the bullets oh. went in three centimeters from yeah, my fucking you, spine. Yep, I'm happy. I'm fucking yep. Jump whoop. Exactly. You know, someone was like, man, I don't feel like walking or exercising. <laughs> Motherfucker, I do. Shit. I'm happy to be able to walk. You have no idea. No, people no idea. White lights. I, it's so, crazy, but I have people uh, telling me to cut my hands off. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a white light. Was... Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I don't recall seeing a, a white light. Um, Like, what the hell? Like, uh-uh. <laughs> nah. Nah, there, there, there wasn't a white light. There was a motherfucker that had a black face, in my opinion, and, and was trying to get at me and... and, and kind of end my whole existence but I, I don't think it was the human being anymore I, yeah. I, I feel like it was it was a demon yeah I mean clear as day but you know some people think that I'm weird when I talk about that and some people under, understand and say okay well shit it, get it. And there I get are a it lot of people you know if you um, look there are yeah. a lot of people who've seen it but people don't want to talk about the bad stuff so everybody talks about the white light they don't talk about the devil Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. 
You know, I make a joke. I say, you know, the devil's a black man because he gets blamed for everything. 